Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Guru, Steiny, Guru, Steiny, Guru, Steiny Show. Let's go! Evan Giddings in with uh, with Daryl the Guru Johnson. Stein is going to be back next week. We are pleased to head out to the Boxer and Gerson guest line and bring on none other than a Super Bowl champion, longtime head coach in the NFL, and a former OC of Dan Campbell. None other than Mike Martz joins us here on 95.7 The Game. Mike, thank you for taking time out of your day for us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, obviously... Down to two teams on the NFC side, San Francisco and Detroit. But before we get into the Niners, I do want to ask you about Dan Campbell because you had a chance to work with him while he was still a player and a longtime tight end in the league, and you worked with him in Detroit for two seasons. What can you tell us about Dan Campbell as a player, and are you surprised that he went, number one, into the coaching ranks, but that he's been so successful immediately in doing so? Well, it didn't surprise me when he went into coaching. He had a real deep passion and love for the game. Uh, Danny uh, had a vision of how the game should be played, and he held himself to that uh, throughout his career. Uh, very physical. Um, you know, he he was a very intense guy, as you can see. He was that way as a player. He never let up. You know, he wasn't the fastest guy in the world. And he used to tease me all the time, how come you're throwing me the ball? Nobody ever thrown me the ball before. So, But he, he was, uh, whatever you had, you got all of it all the time. That was for sure. Mike, we had John not too long ago, and Brock Purdy was damn near perfect, and he got the win Saturday night. But we haven't spoken since the Christmas game against the Ravens. You know, arguably um, his worst game. And then what you thought? Because there's nobody like you to break down quarterback play Saturday night. And I told my partner before you answer here, Brock's on record as saying he likes to throw to a spot. And I'm just wondering, do you think defenses have kind of figured something out? And that's why we saw maybe not his best game uh, at home in the playoff game last Saturday night. No, I, no, I think that uh, I mean we did we did that for decades and a lot of teams do that and I think for the most part everybody does that you have to anticipate your throws but um it looked to me like he was trying to do too much I just watching his helmet he was it looked like he was trying to look off a lot of stuff and just to let it go and sometimes you try to do so much as a player and uh, you have to be careful with it but the final analysis when it came down to it um he settled down and he went down in, in the last drive and did just a terrific job. And, and I think that's really the only thing that really matters. I do know that uh, 
watching him in the second half, he looked like he was a lot more comfortable than the shotgun. Mm. Mike Martz joining us here on the Boxer and Gerson guest line on 95.7 The Game. As a former head coach, but also specifically as a play caller, I want to ask you about Kyle Shanahan because one of the big storylines from that game was the management of the end of that first half and kind of trying to thread the needle of scoring but not leaving time. And this is something that we've seen from Shanahan before in big games and in the postseason. As someone that's been in that position before, number one, how difficult is that? And do you think that Shanahan overthinks it at times, or do you think that he's trying to do the right thing? I don't know. I, you know, I'm not sure when I know what the right thing is. I know this. I never had the confidence to feel like I knew when I could score. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to announcers on TV and say, well, he's going to gobble up some time, and then he's going to score. Yeah, if it was that easy, you could do that all game, right? Uh, it just doesn't work like that. You're trying to score. If you leave time on the clock, well, that's why you play defense. But you can't control when you're going to score. And I think uh, anybody who does uh, look at it that way, you're going to end up failing. I just, you know, I, we had good players. And we we did everything we could to score. And then whatever was left on the clock, so be it. But you can't you can't choreograph that, in my opinion. You just, you're doing everything you can to get the ball in the end zone. Mike, you were right. You know, the Niners, the bottom line is they won. Their defense was being but don't break. They didn't record a sack. So all week we've taken calls like where's the Niners D-line. How would you describe this Lion offense, and what's your gut tell you on what Jared Goff and these and his weapons can do um, come Sunday at 3.30 here in San Francisco? Well, the thing that will be hard for – first of all, I think the defensive line in the second half of that game – Really, really amped it up and played very well. They they struggled the first half, but when you look at Love in the second half, he was running for his life on every pass play. You know they didn't get him, and that's a credit to Love more than anything else. Um, but I do think that Detroit, you know, the the inside zone runs, the double teams, and all that sort of thing. They'll they'll bring that again, and uh, they're the best in the league at doing it. So the Secondary force is going to have to be vital. Those safeties are going to have to come down and fit the run. They're going to get it, have to get him into a either a quarters defense or a middle close defense where you can get safety support because, you know, the front six or seven guys are not going to be able to handle the Detroit running game. You're just going to have to get safety help down there early. Mike Martz, former OC of the greatest show on turf, longtime head coach in the NFL, joining us here on 95.7 The Game on the Boxer and Gerson guest line. Coach, if, if you had to kind of weigh, compare, and contrast the two quarterbacks, Purdy and Goff, is there an advantage in this game, or is it one side or the other, or is it kind of even? How, how do you sort of slice the two signal callers? Well, I think when you get in a game like this, experience doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, you have to be careful with that. You know, we've been through that two years ago, but you know, you just can't ask, you can't, you have to be careful about what you're asking your guys to do. You're not asking them to do more than they're, they can do, obviously. And, uh, I think, you know, the old adage about being real simple in big games, there's a little bit of truth for that. You have to be crazy. You can't be going crazy on some, a lot of new things, but you still have to continue to try to manipulate the defense offensively, get him into things that you want him to be in. And he does a fantastic job of that with the motioning and the shifting. Uh, by doing that, you can choreograph the location of some of those defensive players to get the matchups in the running game that you want. And it's one of the reasons why they've been so successful. Mike, uh, Debo Samuel is, you know, he's 50 50, and we're hoping he goes, but how vital is he to the Niner offense and Brock Purdy pre snap? Uh, he's a bonus. 
you know, there's too many other good players. You know, if it was he and Brock Purdy and um, CMC, then that's one thing. But there's too Ayuk and these other guys. There's too many good players there. Um, he's a wonderful bonus, but he's not going to be why you win or lose in this game. Uh, you'd love to have him. If you can have him for 15 plays, that'd be fantastic. But you need to go into this game if he's 50-50, thinking that you're not going to have him. Then if you have him, well, that's, you know that's good news. Mike Morse joining us here on 95.7 The Game. And, you know, looking at Detroit and defensively, they're very good up front, perhaps a little bit weaker on the backside than up front at the defensive line spots. As a, as a play caller, if it does appear that what you like to do is run the ball, and that is where the defense is strongest, I mean, do you still try to establish the run, or is this a game where you expect Brock Purdy to sling it in a much more efficient manner than you did against Green Bay? Oh, you don't concede anything with the bank that the Fed and 49ers have got. You concede nothing. You know, um, I, used to, I used to talk to Dallas Cowboys when Emmett was first there, and they used to run a lead all the time with Moose as the fullback there. And um, that, and the defense has always bring down safety to help stop it, and there's nobody to block him. And I was talking to their line coach. You know, I went down there to visit him, and, and, and I said, well, who blocks this guy? He said, who do you mean who blocks him? Is he got an extra guy down there? He said, well, he belongs to Emmett. <laughs> you know, and that's that's what happens. You know, when you have a great player like that, sometimes it doesn't make you so many guys to get down in there. You can't leave it. He's too good a player. You still need to get the ball into his hands and let him create. Mike, talk to us about the uh, the thought process and the psyche when it comes to pressure in these type of games. Because we always just relate it to the players, but how does this affect coaches? Do you did, like? Did you watch the game at all and think Kyle was tight? And I'm kind of just going to right before the half. A lot of fans were kind of like, "What's going on? Be aggressive." How much of that pressure is real for these coaches in regard to situations and play calling? You know, once the ball's kicked off, you know, none of that is apparent, you know, when you're on the sideline calling plays. The thing that was frustrating, I don't think people realize how good the Packers were. Mm. And I think he was frustrated more than feeling the pressure uh, because things, you know, they just weren't playing very well. And and it's a little bit of the 49ers, but there's a lot of Green Bay. Green Bay is really good. Well, look, before we get you out of here, Coach, I, I know we appreciate your insight, fantastic analysis. Are you leaning one way or the other in this game? If you had to predict who comes out on top and heads of the Super Bowl from the NFC, who do you think does? This is going to be a very, very hard game for the 49ers. It's not a good matchup for them because they do. They are patient. I'm talking about Detroit's patient enough to hand it with those two backs and grind it out and keep them off the field, and they, they're explosive enough to get that play action passed down the field, and those great linebackers that the Niners have, and they're great. That tandem is terrific. Get them caught up in the line of scrimmage and get it behind. That that could be a tough recipe for the 49ers. I think the 49ers, Kyle's always been very deliberate, methodical, going down the field and creating big plays. Um, it, it, I think what's going to come down this, whoever goes three and out is probably not going to win. You know, you you can't go three and out in a big game like this. You can't have many of those. If you do, you're just you're gonna end up at the bottom of the pile. And 
It's going to be a very, very tight game. This is not going to be an easy game for the 49ers. Mm. Yeah, we're all excited, Mike. I could hear it in your voice. But there's one more game before this game kicks off, and we've kind of talked about it with Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Can Lamar get to the Super Bowl and beat Patrick? Where are you at, and how do you see that one battling out? Well, I would say absolutely, absolutely, and they can, but there's a big but with this. This last game that the Kansas City played was the best they've played in, in a year since the Super Bowl. Uh, they were a completely different team last week on offense. I mean, the, they have the big three now, Pacheco and Rice and, of course, Kelsey, mm-hmm. and all three of those guys played at an extremely high level. And a couple of the other guys will contribute. It's going to be a really hard, hard, hard game for Baltimore. And I think that, uh, you know, the, I, I'm not so concerned about the quarterback at Baltimore. He's terrific. But I know as good as they are defensively, Kansas City right now is playing at a different level than they have all year long. Well, Coach, thank you so much. We're looking forward to watching the games, and especially the one here at San Francisco. We appreciate you hopping on with us and sharing your insight. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, that's Mike Martz joining us on the Boxer and Gerson guest line. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson. Kind of a lot to unpack there, Goo, because I love talking to Martz because he's honest. He's obviously been there. He's done that. He doesn't think it's going to be an easy game for San Francisco. Wow, man. I heard him. That that was kind of cryptic. Uh, Obviously, the Niners (laughs) can do something about it. But, Evan, i got a question for you and Spadoni. Um, What did I miss in this no-shaded Green Bay? They were 9-8, and and I know they were a hot team, and I know it's about Detroit. But, again, for him to say, and a lot of people have, oh, Green Bay is really good, what did I miss to – to where nine and eight tells me something else. Well, they were three and six. So, you know, there were seven and two coming into that game in the previous nine. They did have the heating or the, the heat mechanism working for them. They had momentum. But the Lions have been good pretty much all season long. I mean, they've had multiple win streaks, three, technically of three or more, if you include the the playoff victories against the Rams and the Buccaneers. But they definitely didn't play their best football down the stretch of the season like Green Bay did. Mm. So I, I don't know if maybe there's a momentum fallacy that, that someone like Martz doesn't necessarily believe in. But matchup-wise, he, he's he's saying this ain't good for the Niners. And what did, what did he say about stopping the run? It's up to the safeties to have to come down and help. Yeah, and, and, and Martz has been complimentary to the 49ers, specifically to Brock Purdy all season long. I do think that he sees Purdy having a better game than Goff, uh, but it's also because of, of the, the weaponry, weaponry around him. And I thought his comment about Debo Samuel looking at him as, as almost a bonus yeah. in this game, not a key component necessarily, that was interesting too. Because... Look, he's he's the best kind of bonus for the 49ers if, if you're going to get him back. I think he's going to do everything he can to play this weekend. But I, I still contend that if the Niners don't have him on Sunday, they, they still they should win enough. the game. All right. No, and that's that. He kind of echoed that, Evan. Like, Mars ain't going to be like, you know what? Debo didn't play. That's a license for you to lose. He, he thinks you got it. And I mean, what have we done, even when Steining was here all season long, talked about uh, who has more at their disposal uh, in regard system wide than the 49ers? So, again, Debo goes. He doesn't go, Evan. It's not one of those. I don't think, you know, people are going to lay their hat on the excuse of, no Debo Samuel. You got McCaffrey. Run him in the ground. You got Ayuk. You got yeah. Kittle. You got Jennings. You are right. And the, and that's a Jedi talking. He was like, basically, I don't want to hear it. They got more than enough 
if Debo weren't able to go or be effective. Yeah, he was also mentioning the fact that just because Detroit is great up front doesn't mean you don't run the ball. Like, doesn't mean you don't give the the rock to number twenty three <laughs> as much and early as and often as you can. He told that story about your boy Emmett Smith. Yeah, like, he did. Well, how, how are they going to stop this guy? Basically, how are you going to stop Emmett Smith? Like, I, I'm not worried about who's. I'm not worried about the defensive tackle on the other side. I'm worried about my guy. Man, that's interesting. Man, good stuff. All right, eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number if you'd like to react to the comments from Mike Martz. You can also go check that interview at Rewind Back on the free Odyssey app. Check out all four hours of Steiny and Guru there. But I, I do want to get back to Goo, just this idea, and, and Martz was kind of touching on it, You know, the, the trepidation, the anxiety surrounding this game. And for a fan, I certainly get it. It's like, if you lose, what was the whole season for, right? Because you're winning... Or you're playing to win it all. You're playing to win the game. You're trying That's to get <laughs> Super Bowl number six, right? And that ends if they don't win this weekend. So I understand the respect that you pay for, of course, the moment as well as the quality opponent on the other side. And I think the Lions have shown, not just throughout the year, but in the postseason as well, they are the second best team in the NFC. The Niners, in my mind, are the best team. That's why they're hosting the game. I do think, though, there still can be room for excitement that you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl instead of looking at this game like, oh, I just got to bite my fingernails and I don't know where I'm going to be at kickoff. Like, you can walk up to, whether you're going to the game or whether you're watching at home, whether you're at a bar, whether you're with friends, you can walk into whatever room or building you're in and still feel jubilation for the fact that you're one of four teams playing at this point in the season. Yeah, and it's your fourth visit in the last five years. You want to exercise those demons the last couple of years, including especially last year, Evan. Mm -hmm. We know how that went. You kind of didn't even get a chance to box. So I, if I'm a Niner fan, again, I'm envious of them. Um, you get an opportunity to punch that ticket, and it's 60 minutes of hell. You're at home. The Joe Montanas, the Jerry Rices, all the rich history will be on display. So Niners just got to bring their A game. But I mean, Evan, I got to be honest, we got a lot of show left, but when I drive home, I'm going to remember, and even tomorrow, Mark saying, this is a bad matchup for the Niners. Just from a physical standpoint. Does that mean it's a good matchup for the Lions? And like, I, I, that's I, how I took that. Yeah, well, last I checked, the Niners were a bad matchup for, for everyone. Yeah. Except for maybe the Ravens. At Green Bay. And Green Bay was like the hell with that, what it was supposed to be. We're here to try to, to break some hearts. See, I, I'm more inclined to lean towards a team that I think has a better quarterback if they're an underdog. It's one of the reasons why I, why I couldn't bet against Mahomes in Buffalo. And why I'm having a hard time betting against him in Baltimore. I'm with you, man. If you are an underdog and you have the better quarterback in a game, or you have the more dynamic quarterback, so to speak, in a game, I think you always got a puncher's chance. I don't know if Detroit has a more dynamic quarterback than Green Bay does. In fact, I... Look, I love Jared Goff. He played at Cal. I actually played him in baseball in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so get the drip right. Did he pitch? You pitch? You, you, did you face him on the bump? No, he played shortstop. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, they beat us twice in the NCS championship. Nah. I don't hold it against him, though. Yeah, that, that was tough. He's from Marin. Love the Bay Area guy, but he's not more dynamic than Jordan Love. I would take Jordan Love you, over Jordan Goff in a heartbeat. You think so, Evan? Yes. I, I like I, And I know you don't mean to be. I think that's disrespectful. I'm We're not calling him a scrub. I just don't think he's better than Jordan Love. Won an NFC championship game in another city with the Rams. I mean, his arm... 
I, th- I think his arm is stronger than Jordan Love's. You look at these throws outside the hash marks. Like, Jordan Love, I love. He's a good story, Evan. But I feel like he's the flavor of the month. And, I, I and, and hey, you like what you like. I get that. But are you watching these completions to St. Brown and the rest of the gang, Laporta? I mean, this guy's slinging the rock like, like Hercules w- when they're completed. And I just think a lot of people putting – not giving Jared Goff his propers in regard to arm talent. No, he's a very accurate quarterback, and when he has pieces around him and a great running game and a solid offensive line, he can be a damn good quarterback, just like a lot of quarterbacks can be really good. And that is what Kyle Shanahan, again, referenced. We'll get into that at 1130. I want to play that sound for you at 1130. Kyle Shanahan discussing what makes Jared Goff so good. All I'm going to say is good. There's a reason why the Rams traded him, a quarterback that did get to a Super Bowl. There's a reason why they moved off him. There's a reason why they wanted to get a different guy in there. But the next, the next man's trash. What is There's it? Another it, man's trash. No doubt. So I mean, what if in three weeks, and not friends, I want to hear this. We're talking about Jared Goff, the Super Bowl winner. Could I double back and say, Evan, I have you a still real hard take time him? believing that's going to be the I case. Just, you know what? Dude's talented. He can see he's tall. He just flings it, and he's got a good thing going. That's all. No, he is. He's a former number one overall pick. I mean, he's he's a talented quarterback. He's played extremely well, especially the last two seasons. And to do what he's done in a city like Detroit, which has been devoid of quality Man. quarterback plays, pretty much been devoid of of winning Man. for the last you know three decades. It it is big, and you know Matthew Stafford's probably been the saving grace of of their franchise from the quarterback spot. But Jared Goff has taken them into a different atmosphere. And I do want to give him his respect. I just don't think he's better than Jordan Love. I got you. 888 957 is the number. Devin in my oh, one of my favorite cities, San Diego. Uh-oh. Welcome to the program. What's up, Dev? You're on 95.7 The Game. How's it going, fellas? Happy yeah, Thursday. Man. Now, real quick, want to give a shout-out to your audio person for that drip with Mark's on the line. <laughs> nice. But don't. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that jubilation you're talking about real quick before I get into what I called for. That jubilation is due to what Guru said, and that's three, three, four NFC championships and a Super Bowl. We felt, as Niners fans, we've had the winning recipe, and just like the game goes any given Sunday, we've seen us fall short. So I think that's where that lack of jubilation is coming from. But to get to the reason I'm calling, Guru's emphasis on Wilkes. You know, the big thing on Wilkes, I think, as Niners fans, we're not used to not having that D'Amico and Solo the last couple of years where his game plan's a little more conservative. Last game, D-line wasn't getting there. We didn't see him mix it up. And what I want to see this week with the battered Detroit Lions inside of the line, I want to see some more schemes on the edge where we're bringing up a backer safety on these stunts and we can just get after him man-on-man on the mm-hmm. inside. I think we need to exploit that. We didn't see that dynamic nature last week when it wasn't working and Love had a bunch of time. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to get after it. Not talking trash this week to my Lions fans friend, but I'm ready to see the result. Dev, Dev, oh, sorry, before you go. All good, all good. I was just going to ask him. What are you about to tell him? Well, no, like, I understand that they've been here and they've fallen up short. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that they've been here. Uh, The Niners have been here before and they've fallen short. But again... I'm comparing it just to last year. Like, you had made it three of the last four years before last year. So you'd been in the spot before and you'd fallen short. Why was there more excitement, I felt, from 49ers fans when they're invading Philadelphia as opposed to hosting an NFC Championship game? That, to me, is is a weird juxtaposition. You know what? Uh, It's not my first time, Evan. You think it might have something to do with the newness that was 
uh, Brock Purdy on the fly in the inception of his first season. You think maybe that some of that sizzle had, or the unknown was for positive to where they, you know, we were hot. We got this 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 guy out of nowhere, and we're about to cash that ticket right now. As opposed to maybe seeing some just a little turbulence because Brock hasn't been bad. I don't know, but I do appreciate Devin talking about the L's when you go to nineteen, Evan, and you go to the the NFC Championship game against the Rams, which you should have won, you know, Tart drops to pick. So maybe it is a bit of PTSD. But you're right. I for the, the last year comp, I have nothing f- for anybody that brings that. That is, I I don't understand. And maybe it's the East versus West Coast, and people aren't super familiar with with Detroit and, and the Midwest. And you don't market. hate Detroit like you hated Philly. Yeah, there's not as much as that animosity yeah. going around, the back and forth, the rivalry. It it seems like a much more friendly matchup between fan bases. Definitely the one in Philly. Into, uh, Detroit, the, the, it wouldn't feel like Mississippi vibe Philly had. On what they had Boy. to endure. You know what? I don't think, Evan. Well, I'd, I'd certainly hope not. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately we detail. don't have to find out. Right. Yeah, Ford, Ford Field's <laughs> awesome, but I'm, I'm glad that the 49ers are playing at home on Sunday. Uh, I'll be at the game, too. So I'm, I'm looking forward man. to that. No doubt about it. All right, as we continue on again, I do want to hear why the level of excitement to me is not at the same type of area it was last year in Philadelphia, or if you think I'm wrong, please let me know. 888-957-9570. I also want to get into what Kyle Shannon had to say about that conversation we were talking about with Jared Goff and why why I just don't think there's as much substance at the quarterback position for Detroit as there was for Green Bay. Wow. As we as we continue on here on 95.7 The Game, a reminder, we're live and local all day Sunday for NFL Championship Weekend. Mark Grandy and Sterling Bennett get us rolling at 9 a.m., taking you up until the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal, live two hours before 1 o'clock start, 3.30 kick. Join us at the Hilton Santa Clara for delicious food, great drinks, and the best pregame show in the Bay Area, presented by Habis Law. If you've been wrong, Habis Law will fight to make a right call 1-800-INJURED or visit HabisLaw.com. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson. And we got a report for Matt Steinmetz. He's doing good. good. There he is. <laughs> got a brand new hip, Stein hip. That's like a now. That's, that's, right. that's tough. I'm going to give you one. Yeah, I was, yeah, I'll give myself a zero. That's nothing. <laughs> Stein hip. Yeah, we heard you. Yeah. He's, he's doing a lot better. Might be off the drugs soon. We'll see. Yep. Still in some pain, though. Uh, but we do have, I think, some good news, actually, from the 49ers that Debo Samuel is practicing today, mm. Goo. Well, no, that's a big deal, and I keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Hey! Dude, I like this. That's <laughs> <laughs> boy. This is the King song, right? Yeah, don't, they played it. They're building a lot. <laughs> they play the Sandstorm. Okay, yeah, yeah, they dude, play that for is, like, I like that everything, song. bro. Um, the Kings would play that. That's too funny. <laughs> uh, Kings take it on the Warriors tonight. Um, yes, they are. 7 o'clock. Warriors live at 6. There you go. You on it or Grandy? Uh, I'll be on tonight. Okay. And then for the Lakers on Saturday. Oh, no. That's a big dislike. Spadoni. Bronze in town. Spadoni. Spadoni. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, you going? I'll be down Monterey. This I'll get the caddy. FOE. Family over everything. Okay. But I'll say this. FP, former athlete, said, you know what? There's no way he's not playing. And maybe that's where this thing is going, Evan. And, I mean, for him to be out there running, I know he's not getting hit. But he'll give it the old college try. 
But you and March feel like, okay, if you don't play, the Niners should roll. Well, I think he also was taking it based off of the 50-50 report on Saturday night from Schefter that Debo's going to be ready by next weekend. Like, I don't think FP would say, well, he's got to play if he, if he had a you know, yeah, broken no, gotcha. shoulder. Yeah, no uh, fracture. At least I don't think so. Yeah. But let's uh, let's continue with our conversation, Goo. And kind of the, the lack of jubilation that we've been feeling. Because I do want to hear the excitement. Look, we got 72 hours from hosting an NFC championship game. Man. I know they've hosted one before. I know that they got to the Super Bowl in 2019. But if any if anything, that you know, that would make me feel better. It's like the last time you were in this spot, you did get to the big game. Yeah. And so, you had a different quarterback. And you had a lesser quarterback. Yeah. You probably had a lesser team, although you had some similar pieces from that group. Uh, you might have had a better defense coordinator, no, which we, about to, yeah. we've been talking about. Uh, but Mike's in Castro Valley. He wants to chime into the conversation. 888-957-9570 is the number. Also, the Comcast business text line. What's up, Mike? You're on with Evan and Goo. How you hey. doing? Hey, Evan and Guru, it's Mike from Castro Valley uh, from the Gotham Club. How you guys doing? All right, today? what's oh, up, baby? Mike. We ain't forgot about My you, man. man. Almost that time. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, my thing is, you know, each year that we go to the postseason with Shanahan, I get more and more worried and more and more trepidation. You know, I mean, sometimes I think, you know, he's going to make and learn a few lessons and kind of quit doing things the way that he's doing and, uh, you know, kind of getting lackadaisical or passive and stuff. And it just doesn't seem to get... The other thing is the uh, the defense, it just don't seem as aggressive as it has been uh, with this new guy, Wilkes. You know, I mean, you know, Bosa hasn't been uh, up to his standards and... Uh, we got Javon Hargrave, and he hasn't really been doing much, and neither has Armstead since he's come back, you know. So, man, without those guys, you know, doing the stuff they need to be doing, you know, it could be a long day. Yeah, no, a great call, man. Great hearing from you. And, Evan, my, my only point to the to the people, too, is I, I'm not trying to be uh, disrespectful to Wilkes. I can't. Who am I? My point is just look around. We know how this game is played. This is the Bay Area. It's not Philadelphia. But can you look me in the face and say that Sirianni's offensive defensive coordinator should have got fired or should have hit fall at the doorstep of Sirianni? You know, we know how this thing happened. So I just want – People to realize and not forget the standard that this def- defensive front created and to help a porous or maybe a lack in defensive backfield, you know, a secondary's best friend is a pass rush. And all of a sudden, for whatever reason, and I, I Evan, I do understand and it's nuanced, I get the pressures. But when I hear that and I'm driving, I'm like, man, that's lower in the bar, damn it. We were talking about hunting, like Lo Neal would say, hunt the quarterback and get there. And maybe we see that Saturday. Well, let's hear from a Sunday, Lions fan out in yeah. Sonoma. Michael wants to hop on and join the conversation. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson. What's up, Michael? How you feeling? Hi there. Yeah, I just came across your uh, radio um, show. Uh, dropped my daughter off at school. A Lions fan here, born in Grand Rapids, attended Michigan State. Lions season ticket holder for Limit. 10 years, including the 0-16 season, uh, oh, now man. living in Sonoma. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, well. I'm, you know, I'm a big 
But, uh, you know, listening to your show, I had to laugh a little bit at all the hand-wringing by the Bay Area fans. I mean, you guys are totally stacked right now. And I think the nine... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They're going to cover. They're going to beat us by 10. I think you guys are a team of destiny. It's a Super Bowl-caliber team. We're a great story, but not a great team yet. Uh, we've surpassed our expectations even our wildest expectations for the year. So we're just happy we earned some respect naturally. I think we're a couple players away from being a great team. Um, but I think everybody should just enjoy the game. Wow. And I agree with him. He said we're a great story, not a great team yet. Uh, again, they got a chance to control their own narrative, Evan, by outplaying the Niners. I don't see that happening. So I'm not with Niner fans, Evan. I know I'm still got some, um, you know, some – PTSD from my 38 to 10 prediction, but the bottom line is who cares? I got the team winning right and they won, so they continue their season. I think we'll hear maybe tomorrow, later on today, or even now the next call or calls. I mean, stick your chest out, Niner fans. This is your third straight trip to the dance. Is that part of it too, though? And I don't mean to solo in on you, but obviously yeah. we're doing the show together. You think because, I don't know, people had predictions last week and the Niners blowing them out or maybe more specifically had money on them, winning by 10 or more points, that they're, they're not feeling too good about where the Niners are at after feeling but a little like, lighter in the pocket. I feel like 98% of hardcore fans don't even gamble on their own team, you know, and, and I could be totally wrong, Evan. I don't feel like that's it. I just feel like, you know, somebody that's been divorced and married four times, like, oh, I'm getting married, no big deal, you know? They're kind of like, man, wake me up when it's the Super Bowl so we can finally get the six. Could be some of that. But uh, Bonte, one thing that uh, he's been preaching all week to kind of stay with me, he was at the game Saturday, and he said that was, and it played that way on TV. I don't know if you thought the same. But he said that was the loudest he felt he had heard Levi's, and this, this is a whole a large sample size because you talk about nineteen uh, Dallas last year and Seattle. So um, maybe it'll pick up. But the bottom line is they are four quarters away, sixty minutes away from going back to the Super Bowl in Vegas, man. So that's I, I just don't see this team not ready to play. Well, I think one of the reasons why it was so loud is because we did see something that we hadn't seen before from a quarterback in a long time. And that was a playoff game-winning drive. Wow. And that is not something that happens all too often. It's not something especially that's happened to 49ers quarterbacks in recent memory. I know Jimmy did do it in Green Bay, made a big throw on third yeah. down, and then, of course, got help on the previous drive on the pump block from Hufanga. But 
Brock Purdy, to me, is, is a big reason to feel excitement. I mean, he's he's been the reason to, to feel excited about the entire season because ideally he takes you into a different place than the quarterbacks you've had in years before. And you know, Evan, that, and I know Kaepernick yeah. got them to a Super Bowl and they came a couple of yards short and a goal less oh. against the Ravens, and that certainly hurt. That was a, a shot to the heart. But is Brock Purdy, I mean, if, is that how people look at it? Like, is Brock Purdy different? Is he better? Is he the guy to get us over the hump? Because I'm looking at this team, and I see a team that is better, in my opinion, than the 2019 team. Does that mean they'll win the Super Bowl? Not necessarily, but I think they got their best shot, and that, to me, is what you should be excited about, because this team has been rolling and has been putting teams in tough positions all season long. I know they haven't been flawless, but they got an amazing collection of talent, and that's why, even though Detroit is is a damn good football team, and we heard Mike Marks say they'll present a tough matchup for the 49ers, if we're just looking at Sunday, I'm excited going into the stadium because I get to see what has been the the one of the better collections of talent, not just in the league, but they got the best offense, statistically speaking, since 1994. Like These kind of performances from this group don't come around often. I'm excited to see it ideally more than one time throughout the rest of the season, but certainly to see it on Sunday. No, I love it. You kind of got me fired up. I'm with you, and I'll say this. I do disagree with you, though, Evan. Um, this team offensively is way better. It's not even close offensively than the 19 team was. But, I mean, defensively, especially now, you can say recency bias, give me Buckner, give me that front that also had the same or a different version of Eric Armstead. Um, I'll take those guys. Uh, Mosley in the backfield, also Jimmy Ward. So I'll I'll take that defense over what we're seeing now, and I'll leave that there. But this is going to sound crazy, and the further that we've gotten into the week, the more that I feel this, Evan. If you went into uh, last Saturday's game, you said, Goo, the Niners can win it 31-3. to Do you think that makes Brock Purdy um, that experienced? Do you think that makes him more seasoned, um, more ready to uh, face things that might not be the way you drew him up? Or if I told you you're going to win said game, but have Brock had to lead lead the team on that game-winning drive with six minutes, I think, Evan, he's grown. I think, honestly, I would sign up because – that exercise, which was that six-minute drive to get his team in the end zone facing elimination, that goes longer than had they blown Green Bay out, and specifically Brock Purdy. Easy for me to say now, but I think he's a better quarterback facing, oh my gosh, you know, the finality of it all, and he passed it, and now you get a, a reprieve of, you know what, let's go out and kick the Lions' ass. Let's not even get in a position for this to be a close game, and I know it takes more more than just him, but I'm kind of feeling he grew from that. Well, and that's why I think every experience is valuable, including the game against Baltimore. If Brock Purdy hadn't had a dud like that, maybe he would have folded in the Green Bay game because he hadn't experienced that type of, oh gosh, I don't have it today, what am I going to do? Well, you got to dig deep. And he felt that before, obviously, against Baltimore when he didn't have his best game. He didn't play well against Cleveland and has had some subpar performances this season. But more often than not, Brock Purdy's been amazing this year. He's been the most efficient quarterback in football. And that's exactly what he was on that final drive. And one thing that I think flew under the radar about that drive, which I found so impressive, 
a lot of game-winning drives you think about being like two minutes and less and just marching right down the field, boom, 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 set it up for a field goal or a touchdown, go ahead, you win the game, yay, kissing babies, all the rest. You had to chew clock in addition to scoring a touchdown. You, you couldn't take the field goal. You needed six right. points. But you also needed to take time off the clock to put more pressure on Green Bay. In a way, how Brock Purdy operated that final drive is I think how Shanahan was trying to kind of teeter-tatter in the first half. But Brock Purdy did it, and he marched them down the field methodically, and he did it with taking five minutes of game time off the clock. That's not easy to do. And people will say, oh, we can just dink, he can, he can dunk. Well, no, because you can't really play as we saw with the clock and, and just assume that it's going to be in your favor. You also can't just score immediately and give the ball back to a very dangerous Jordan Love Green Bay offense. You had to kind of thread the needle, and he did it beautifully. No doubt about it. And, Evan, I saw what I felt like the Niner uh, offense wear down uh, Green Bay's defense, and you kind of been wondering where had it been, but Kyle started the drive giving the ball to McCaffrey, and rightfully so, and you know, we hadn't talked about his little scamper that he had down there that got him down to the 10-yard line, Brock Purdy. So, again, I honestly believe the way that game played out, him being able to bounce back, we've seen all the other more seasoned quarterbacks do it, and then you're like, you know what, uh, here comes Captain Save the Day, and that's what he was. And now it's just about finishing and parlaying that euphoria of getting past a team when you didn't have your A game to get into back to the Super Bowl. Because we're going to have two weeks to talk about is if Niners versus Kansas City or Baltimore. Well, we'll find out before kickoff on 330 yeah. because they got the early game. Chiefs and the Ravens do. 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's get out to Omar in the city. What's Omar's up, Omar? Coming. You're on 95.7. Yeah. How you doing, man? Hey, gentlemen. How you guys doing, man? All right. I'm, I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this game. I think um, the Niners are a better team. We should be able to dominate this game. I, I think we have a clear advantage in the linebacker core. I think our linebackers outmatch their linebackers. Christian McCaffrey should have a big day in the middle of the field. He should be out getting passes right in the middle of that, uh, right in the middle of those linebackers because they can't move and cover side to side, uh, side to side line, uh, sideline to sideline like Fred Warner and uh, Aziz. You know. And, uh, I mean, uh, and, uh, uh, Dre Greenlaw. Mm-hmm. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, Aziz was there and, uh, on Saturday. Thing, yeah, yeah, he was that. He, man, he still reminds me of being with the team, you know? That's how good he was, you know? But, um, I think the second thing we should target, we should target Dion Branch. We should have Juwan Jennings, uh, on Dion Branch. We have a clear size advantage right, uh, right on him. And, uh, Juwan Jennings is good enough to contest any catches. He has good hands. And also, uh, George Kittle running him, uh, through the linebackers in the middle because Anzalone is their weak spot and he's the person that can't cover. I think if we target him, we should have a day and we should score at least 35 points. I'm calling it 40 to 30, uh, 49ers. Honestly, right. he's got a shootout. Look at him. Well, hammer the 70 over. 70 points. Good God. Hammer, I mean, but it's a lot of points. There's, hey, there's a lot of, uh, studs on the offensive side of the ball for both teams. I'm just, I'll tell you what, we hadn't even talked about uh, the injuries and uh, the O-line situation from Detroit. But again, I'm going to throw out a number to you, Evan. I, th- th- give me eight sacks, but there should be no reason if things go the Niners' way and the, and the defense does its job. You think you could see three or four sacks. 
I ex- well, they, I expect him to get at least one. Oh, I mean, Jer- well, start there. Everything. I mean, Jared Goff's not a, he's not a statue, yeah. but he's not Jordan Love. And Martz also brought this up, which I thought was interesting that the defensive line was pressuring Jordan. They made him run for his life in the second half. That's a fact. And just because they didn't get a sack doesn't mean that they didn't affect what ended up being the game-winning interception. I mean, Nick Bosa is crashing down and forcing Jordan Love to get that football out to where he's throwing across his body and making a poor decision. So the defensive line gets some credit in that, too. Yeah, and they also get a demerit for letting uh, Jones run 50 yards down four that could have put the game away, Like, the, the, and they missed the kick, Evan. So it all goes hand in hand. Yep. You are right. They they put pressure on Jordan Love. i got to give them that. They, bent not, they didn't break, and that's why that game was there to be – Captured by the Niners offense, but Evan, that 50-yard run to me, when it happened, how it happened, it was like, man, that almost should have, could have been game. It wasn't, but that's why I guess I'm just all week long, I'm calling out the D like, wake up, because you, you do that against Detroit, you might not get that opportunity to come back. I don't think it's going to come down to the 49ers needing help from the opposition. I, I just don't. I don't see it happening two times in a row. And to their credit, again, Green Bay left the door open for San Francisco, and San Francisco stuck their foot in there and kicked the door down when they needed to, specifically that final drive. Fred's in Richmond. What's up, Fred? You're on the program here on 95.7 The Game. You excited? Man, I'm super excited. Thanks for having me on, y'all. I just uh, want Niner fans to know that. The weather is going to be real nice on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy has a lot of experience due to the Christmas game. You know, people got to remember, this is his first full season. Like, give me a break. Like, they're just putting all this pressure on him. He's just a football player. He's going to make plays. I'm predicting a three-touchdown flight 290 to 305. Mm. No turnovers. Nice, clean game. We're going to the Super Bowl, and either way, Kansas City or Baltimore, we still got a revenge game in us. So, Super Bowl is on and popping. Niner fans, let's get ready. Thanks for having me on, y'all. I love that. It is a revenge game regardless. If it's Kansas City, 19 Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And then recency by is the Christmas game if it's the Ravens. Yeah, do you swing one way or the other? I don't want to get too far ahead of yeah. ourselves. But... Well, you know, thank you for that, Evan, because you know I will. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's well. I'm just saying, like, it, it, I don't know, Baltimore or Kansas City, to me, it's, it's going to be a, that's an fair. extremely tough wait. Super Bowl no matter how you slice it. No doubt. And that's, what, that's how it should be, right? When you get, uh, you're going for the chip, who you're facing should be, um, you know, tough. Uh, Mystery Relevant asked, if the Niners win this, get to the Super Bowl, Guru, will you wear a jersey? I don't know if you remember our listener, Dave, who sent Stani and I, Evan, a jersey. I got a Niner jersey. says number one, my favorite number. And it says Guru <laughs> on the back. If they get to the Super Bowl, I'll wear that. Nobody cares. But I'm going to take some heat. Uh, I don't care. My team is in the toilet. I'll wear the Niner jersey the Friday before the Super Bowl. I at Spadoni. I'm get. I'm doing it to get back at the team. So I'm gonna wear if they get to the Super Bowl the two Friday, the first Friday, and then the second Friday the number one in red. I know they're going to call me weak. I'm doing it to wow. middle finger my team. Well, I'm glad you're willing to do that because I know Steiny's not wearing his jersey. 
I think he got a number seven, too. I think it's number you're right. It is seven, Shout I believe. Kaepernick. Hey, Spadoni, I'm wearing it, baby. That's stupid. Spadoni oh, can't boy. deal with it right It's now. in my closet. It's red. Yeah. Oh, let's get out to San Mateo. Kevin, what's going on, <laughs> man? What I'm going to do it. Save us here. Hey, man. Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. <laughs> good, man. Hey. Having fun. Good, good. You know, I everybody seems to forget that, you know, Green Bay was in a playoff game because – they were good. I mean, they may not have started out good in the season, but I think their offensive line was a real strength for them, and they could they they kept the Niners' offense off the field, you know. The and the D line couldn't couldn't really stop them until they had to, and and I'm worried about Detroit's offensive line. I've heard they're like supposed to be the best in the league or something. So I mean, I mean that D line is going to have to really flex its muscle because, I mean, I, I agree with Goo. You know, it's the players that got to, you know, I don't see Wilkes sacking any quarterbacks. It's it's the players that got to come up and do it. And, you know, uh, they had a tough game last week, so let's hope they can uh, come through. Yeah. Need them to. Need him too. Uh, Evan, we got a quick donation. $2, Brian Castillo. He says, oh, thank you. would you guys start Randy Gregory over Chase Young? I would not. I would not either. As much as I'm calling out Chase. I mean, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's bigger than that, Evan. If You, you know what I mean? Like, we, I'm not there yet. Uh, no, like that's not the fix. To no, me. You, you shouldn't be there. Okay. I, I, look, uh, I know they got both. I know they there. got both of them uh, via trades. But Chase Young is is a markedly better player okay. at this point in his career, yeah. uh, and he just needs to play better. Like that and set the edge. Well, like, that, they've that, been having problems. Evan, go yeah. ahead. No, no, I'm with you. I, I think you brought Chase Young in here partially because he could help stop the run. Is that why he was available, though? You think Rivera and company saw something? Well, third round picks not chump change, mm. but. There's, look, Washington didn't want to pay all of their guys up front. They weren't getting great production no from doubt. them. Like they were, they were really good last year. What it was, uh, Payne, Sweat, yeah, they Young, were monsters, and Allen, and they were really good last year. I know they didn't make the playoffs, yeah. but this year they were not playing very well. And so you, you have to pay Chase Young this off season. And I just don't think they wanted to do it. Yeah, no doubt. So you try and get back some uh, form. Man, he's in Redwood City. I think he's got he's got an interesting take Uh-oh. here. What's oh sorry sorry I apologize, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get you on the other side. My bad. We got to take a break. That's on me. Foul on the play. Evan in for Matt Steinmetz here with Daryl the Guru Johnson oh. as we continue on about halfway home here on ninety five seven. The game. Fire. A reminder that you can catch all four hours of Steining Guru on the free Odyssey app. Plus, watch us on YouTube and Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. I also I do want to get to number one, the Kyle Shanahan sound on Jared Goff on the other side because I think it's a really interesting kind of compare and contrast to how people talk about the 49ers quarterback. And I want to see what people think about that. I also do want to get into the Warriors a little bit, Goo, because they had a very emotional win last night. No doubt. They play tonight against the Sacramento Kings at 7 o'clock. Warriors live at 6 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game. And so we'll dig into that. All that and more on the other side. We return on 95.7 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.